Hello, welcome to Dying to Talk. I'm Buddy Feneff, a fourth generation funeral director in New Hampshire and the owner of Feneff Funeral Homes and Crematorium and the founder of the Cremation Society of New Hampshire. My co-hosts today are Mandy Damaris and Madison Smith, both longtime funeral directors with our firm. Hello, I'm Mandy. Thanks for joining us on Dying to Talk. Hi, I'm Madison. We're excited to discuss some frequently asked questions about the funeral industry. Dying to Talk is a lighthearted and upbeat discussion of those topics no one really wants to talk about. Each episode, we will choose a subject that is related to funeral service, the cremation process, or death and dying. This week, we have an expert on organ donation, Melanie Peffer. She is one of the directors with the New England Organ Bank in Waltham, Massachusetts. I think if there's one topic that there are more misconceptions than any, um, it's about organ donation. People call us, they don't understand the difference between organ and body donation. They don't um, say, oh, if I donate my, my, my organs, um, does that mean I can't have a wake, I can't have a service, I can't do this? So, um, Melanie, we work with the Organ Bank at Waltham literally on a daily basis. So I think Melanie is going to really enlighten everyone in terms of, of what the Organ Bank does, um, what their purpose is, how they work with funeral homes and families. So um, it's going to be a great show. I think that organ and tissue donation is, is so important because it saves or enhances so many lives, but a lot of families don't understand the process and procedure and what their options are following the donation. So it leads them away from from that option. A lot of families also don't understand how to go about becoming an organ or tissue donor. Um, they don't know how to how to get to that point, so then they end up, unfortunately, not being able to participate in that once they've passed away um, because they don't know how to, how to get there. Hi, Melanie. Welcome to Dying to Talk. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So we're really looking forward to having you enlighten everyone in terms. So let's talk a little okay. bit. What's the difference between tissue donation and organ donation, or is there a difference? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, tissue donation is after uh, asystolic death. So that's, you know, the majority of people that die um, don't die on a ventilator um, and have a significant brain injury, uh, which is organ donation. So tissue donation, there's, there's far more, um, you know, that are eligible for that than there are for organ donation. Uh, we, our goal this year is to do about 300 organ donors, and that covers five states. And which states are all the New England states? All the states except Vermont. We're not okay. the OPO in Vermont. Um, okay. We do tissue donation in Vermont only. Okay. Um, and tissue donors, we do about 2,000. Wow. Oh. So that'll give you an idea. So tissue donation, you know, um, you're, you die in the ER or you die in the hospital, but you didn't have some kind of brain injury where you're ventilated and your organs are still being perfused. Um, so that, and you're declared brain dead and it organ donation goes down that path. Mm -hmm. So it's a surgical operation in the OR. Um, there's no brain function, but your body, your organs are still functioning. So does that make sense? It does. Yep. So okay. when people put on a license, I want to be an organ donor, is it organ and tissue? Is it's that organ and tissue. Organ and tissue. Correct. But if they don't pass away in a hospital, um, they're out of luck for organ donation. For organ donation, yes. You have to be on a ventilator, mm -hmm. so there's no way around that. Right. But, How about for right. tissue donation? Can If somebody passes away in a nursing home or um, in, in at, at home, yeah. can they still be a tissue donor? Yes. They can? Yes. And how do they go about um, doing that? Well, the, the the trick to the dying at home is that we would have to have, you know, a, the death called into us. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, the hospitals are required to report um, that's, under that's CMS. Yes, under CMS guidelines mm -hmm. um, for CMS reimbursement, they have to have an agreement with an OPO. So hospitals or a joint commission as well. And OPO stands for? Organ Procurement Organization. Okay. And CMS? And there are 58 federally designated OPOs in the country. The other acronym you just used, um, C CMS. Centers for Medicaid. I don't know what the S stands okay. for. Services. But it's like a reimbursement thing. Yeah, it's okay. reimbursement for the hospital. Okay. Uh, so some nursing homes do call in if the family has said, you know, this person really wanted to be a donor. They can call and pre-screen with us and then call us back at the time of death. Uh, we get calls from hospice as well. Mm -hmm. um, the, their loved one really wanted to be a donor. So they'll call in and say, you know, they're in hospice and we'll give them some instructions, you know, um, on, you know, monitoring temperatures, you know, those types of things. Um, and then they can call back in at the time of death if they go through the pre-screen and they're acceptable because there's medical guidelines. And What if they've died? If they've died, they can still call. Yeah. Well, they, they, yeah. they'll be dead. They, well, they, they can't to, call, right. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> that would be a whole different that show. That would be yeah. tricky, yes. <laughs> that involves a medium. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. No. So what, 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 um, what, what tissues... Can, okay. can be donated. Uh, you can donate your bones of the upper and lower extremities, your tendons, uh, your heart for valves. Uh, it doesn't go whole heart for transplant. That's, you know, organ donation. Corneas, uh, skin, um, vessels. With bone and tissue. Yes. Okay. Bone and tissue. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and then your, you can do your thoracic aorta and your veins. Um, and those are generally used for... Mm. Um, dialysis patients, the veins, or that's what they're used for. So, What are some of the time constraints of recovering these, these mm -hmm. tissues? Yes. For tissue, uh, we have 24 hours from the time of death if they're refrigerated within 12. So that's, you know, where the, you know, the scene deaths or they die at home, that can be a tricky situation as well as to get them refrigerated within 12 hours. Yeah, a lot of funeral homes, like, you know, a lot of the larger firms have, have on-site refrigeration. Correct. So that, right. that can, it's those keeps cases that options only. where, you know, they went to bed the night before right. and they find them the next morning. It's, it's those cases that, you know, sometimes you'll push that 12 hour. So when you're saying limit. the 12 and 24, does that also include bone donation as well? That's for bone donation. Bone and tissue. Bone and tissue. Okay. Yep. Tissue donation is just one um, time frame because that's okay. regulated by the FDA. Mm -hmm. Tissue is regulated by them and they've set those time limits for us. Um, and it's 15, we have 15 hours if they're not refrigerated within 12. Um, mm -hmm. But that's really tough to get a team together and get them where they need to be to uh, meet that 15-hour. We get a lot of people that said, gee, the, the, my mom died at the hospital, and someone from the organ bank called and asked if we wanted to be an organ donor, and, uh, or she wanted to be an organ donor, or the family wants to. Wants to but um, we said no because we, we think it was going to delay the funeral or mm -hmm. it's going to impact our ability to have an open casket or viewing. So can you, can you talk sure. to those concerns that some people have? Sure. Um, our donations don't interfere with having um, a casket, an open casket viewing. Uh, you know, we take care. We'll ask them what kind of um, clothing were they expecting to bury their loved one in, uh, and if they say, you know, short sleeve. So we we won't do upper arms. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll we'll take all of that into consideration. Um, but really, anything that we recover 
isn't going to affect an open casket viewing. Uh, as far as timing, I mean, that depends. You know, uh, are they expecting to have a, you know, something tomorrow? Then that's, you know, definitely something that would preclude right. donation for mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> uh, but we're usually but able to usually, work with the funeral yeah, homes. I mean, yeah. A, especially if there's cremation, it's multiple days, or if the right. family is doing a traditional funeral. You know, the family needs time to organize the ceremony mm -hmm. with, you know, with our assistants and putting obituaries in. So there's correct. usually a multiple day. And the paperwork. And, and yeah, yep. right, right. Mm-hmm. Most interesting or re rewarding part of, of knowing about the organ bank and the work that they do is how many lives are they saving? How many lives are they enhancing with their sure. organ and tissue sure. each year? Uh, well, with organ donors, you can donate up to nine. Mm -hmm. So up to nine organs, which is your bilateral lungs, both kidneys. Uh, you can split the liver. If you have like a pediatric recipient, they can take the small lobe and put that into a pediatric patient. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time. And then they can do pancreas and they can do the intestines. Uh, and the intestines generally are for um, younger donors with small bowel you know, in, um, issues. Uh, they're born like that or they've had some kind of illness that has ruined um, their intestine. So we don't do a whole lot of intestine uh, transplants. And then for tissues, it's at least 50, probably wow. more than 50 wow. people with a tissue donation, uh, with the grafts that are produced. So it's, you know, when you think about that, I mean, it's just thousands of people Absolutely. every year. Do you yeah, use incredible. all of the tissue? Yeah, that is amazing. Do you use all of the skin tissue that's donated, or, or attempt to anyway? Yes. Yeah. Yes, what everything that's donated is intended for transplant. Unless we, we don't um, do a lot of research up front. Um, that's a, a new area that we haven't really gotten into. Uh, so, uh, I know you know one thing people are curious about is if you know if we can't use it, does it go to research? Possibly. Mm -hmm. You know, if if there, it, it's not. Um, sold into research or anything like that. It stays with where it was sent to. And if they need it for a research project, then they could use it possibly for that. But everything is recovered with the intention of being transplanted. Now, is, is New England Organ Bank a, a nonprofit? Yes. And But that's not the case with all organ donation programs. I know I know there's there are some that, that you know, resell it for research. Well, can you talk about that a little bit? Well, that's some of the concerns people have. I don't want to give my... You know, and we always tell them like an organ bank is, is a nonprofit organization, sure. but there are some for-profit. There um, are some for-profit processors okay. where the tissue is recovered and sent to. Um, the OPOs, as far as I know, are all nonprofit. Okay. Uh, it's, you know, as a recovery agency. Uh, the processors where the tissues are recovered and then sent to, some of them are for-profit. Uh, and it's, you know... Uh, it, that's actually part of the authorization process, and um, I don't know what kind of uses is that. What you're wondering, you know? In the well, I know we work with. Uh, um, we we get calls now and again from uh, mm -hmm. um, companies that are they're nationwide called MedCure and Science Care, and they're oh, um, like it's full more body. Of, it's usually full body, but they oh. are you know, they are for profit. And again, there's nothing. Nothing sure, wrong. nothing it's, wrong it's, with we're that. We're not. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's families that are that have right. reached out to these organizations, sure. and again, they're not. You know, the families are doing it as a way to 
oftentimes cover the cost of funeral arrangements. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, I don't know too much about whole body donation okay. because they are kind it's of a separate entity. Animal, yeah. They are um, part of the American Association mm -hmm. of Tissue Banks. Some of them are part of that, uh, but I don't know enough about that to um, speak on. You know, I know with whole body that that has to be prearranged. It, it does. Yeah, yeah, and I think that some people don't realize that you have to prearrange with a facility or it company. does and again I'm, I'm probably over stepping my level of knowledge <laughs> but, I, but I do that all the time uh, why well, stop um, now I, right. for example like here here in New Hampshire we deal with um with Dartmouth Medical School that has a, a full body donation correct program. yes we're, we're actually their their firm that does transport okay and if the person is not pre-registered um it, mm -hmm. you cannot do it at the time of death but sure. some of these other national national organizations like science care you do not have to. You do okay. not have to pre. Okay. I think there's a yeah. You know more than I do about that. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that has something to do with that. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of confusion. You know, people think organ donations by donation by right. birth. So we try to right. explain to them with our limited knowledge of no, there is there is a difference. So sure. So are there religions? Certain religions that say you cannot no. donate. No. All major religions um, believe that donation is you know the ultimate gift. It's mm -hmm. it's the um, you know, they see it as a positive thing. Uh, I think, you know, if there's any one, it would, it would possibly be the ultra Orthodox Jewish. Mm -hmm. And that's just because of their time frame that they're working right. with. They can still be cornea donors, but sometimes we're just not able to meet that time frame. We do it to say we have a, um, a fairly, um, substantial sized Islamic community here in, okay. in the Southern New Hampshire area. And same thing. They're, they're, they need to do the internment of the cemetery as, as quick as, sure. as we can. So sure. maybe some of those yeah. situations they can't. Yeah, some of those situations we just can't meet those time frames. Mm -hmm. What are some of the restrictions as far as age, gender, medical history that you might have for donors? Um, well, that's a moving target quite honestly, because it's, you know, it comes from the medical community and which graphs that they need. So that could change on a monthly basis, you know, as far as age, uh, medical criteria. There are very few absolute rule outs, you know, and that would be your um, hep C, your HIV. Um, so any communicable disease? Yeah, any yeah. communicable disease. Uh, you know, as far as organ donation, there's a little bit more leeway in organ donation because it is life-saving. Mm -hmm. So for that, you could possibly have a hep C donor to a hep C recipient or something like that. Uh, you know, or, you know, somebody that is an IV drug abuser, you know, which would be a rule out for tissue may not be for organ because it could move forward as a high risk donation. So where do these donations take place? Um, for, for organ or tissue? Cause either. Why don't okay. you address, the, address okay. both of them? I'll address both. Uh, organ, they all take place in a hospital. Uh, there is no organ donation outside mm. of the hospital. Uh, for tissue, it's the hospital or our tissue recovery center. In Waltham? Uh, in Waltham, okay. correct. Uh, we can transport from New Hampshire down there uh, and back. Mm -hmm. So, and there's um, there's no cost to the family at all for doing the transport. Is that correct? If our contract transporter does the transportation, mm -hmm. correct. Yeah. But if the family makes their their own arrangements for transport, then there may they may incur some. Correct. Some they may stuff. incur. You know, even if um, you know the fun the funeral home that they choose, if they decide to come pick up. 
they would be responsible for that base price and we would cover the extra fee of coming that distance because right. they didn't bargain for that you mm -hmm. know that was you know if they passed at a hospital down the street that would have normally been within the radius of the funeral home they would only be expecting that original but, cost. But in most cases, it, it's the family would, wouldn't be paying anymore anyway because included in the funeral home's charges are transporting the person from wherever they passed away back to the funeral home. Sure. So whether, I know in our case, whether we're going to a hospital in New Hampshire or down to Waltham, um, it's it's the same charge. So there is no okay. additional fees back to the family at all. Yeah. I think it just depends on the funeral it, it home. It depends on the Yeah, firm. it right. depends on the funeral home. Everybody's different mm -hmm. and everybody's prices are different. Right. So, right. yeah. On the um, the legal or <clears throat> excuse me follow through end of things, mm -hmm. um, say somebody's gone through the time to uh, go to the DMV and have it put on their license. They want to be an organ donor. They've made their wishes very clear. Um, at the time of of death, can the next of kin then swoop in and say, "No, we're not donating anything." No, they really they can't. can't. Okay. I mean, that's legal consent. Mm -hmm. That's first person consent. So. You know, they have made that decision, and we are there to help them honor that decision. Okay. Do you ever encounter that where you kind of get, go to battle with the with the family who doesn't want a donation to yes. take place? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Occasionally, you know, something that like mm -hmm. that will happen. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, we're not going to battle them to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to go the other way. Yeah. Now speaking of battling. Um, <laughs> Do you and, and and I'm saying this because I've you know I, I've heard in our industry there's you know sure. I'm not gonna you know, name names but right. um, have you had issues with some funeral homes saying hey Absolutely. I don't want to go down to Waltham I don't want to this I have a schedule and this is gonna impact this and so Absolutely. how do you and I, I know the answer to that but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> nobody else does right. our listeners right. don't um, so how do yes. you I mean how do you how do you basically set the funeral home straight and say, hey, listen, this is the family's wishes and, you know, your, your timetable is in their timetable. We need to honor what they what they wanted to do. Right. It's it's basically a conversation like that, you know, that, you know, we are here to help them honor their family's wishes uh, and we will work with them on timing. We will keep them informed of where we are. Uh, we will we also have contract um, and bombers that are available, you know, that we can send to help them. Uh, so it, if it's really interfering with their schedule, we try to make every accommodation that we can. Um, and, you know, it doesn't always, you know, work, but we do try to work with everybody. Yeah. Now, have you had situations where a um, person passes away, they're, they're a donor, and then the family either abandons the deceased at at the organ bank or right. at that point decides they don't want to get involved and sure. and you're there basically acting as a de facto funeral home to try to figure right. out how to do a <laughs> proper disposition of this person. Right, right. We have had um, a few and I think the longest that we had somebody was two weeks. Oh. Uh, it's usually some kind of financial concern. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they just don't know what to do and it wasn't something they were planning and, you know, how do we move forward? Uh, or, you know, it could be a healthcare proxy that, you know, works in, in legality, but they don't realize all the things that are really involved. Like, I didn't realize I was going to have to make these kinds of decisions, right. you know, when it came to funeral um, and services and things like that. Uh, but we've been able to work with all of those families mm -hmm. and help them get in touch with somebody in their area that could help them out with, um, you know, a... Uh, uh, 
not a low cost, but you know, help them with their finances. So. I know we've had that. We had that situation not sure. too long ago where um, the family called us and said, mm -hmm. "No, we're not going to need your firm anymore because they had called us of, of a pending person that was okay. passing." And they called us when the person passed and said, well, no, we're not going to be needing your services anymore because um, my mom was transported to the Oregon Bank in Waltham. And I said, well, that she's an organ donor. That's wonderful. Oh, no, no, no. They, they take care of everything. Oh. And I said, mm. no, they're not a no. funeral home. Just because you're doing that doesn't right. mean that you've, you know, you're, 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 you no longer have to make some sort right. of arrangements. Right. They, you know, not quite oh, sure where they, where, they got that, where they got that. I think that it's sure. that mix up with, again, with the body donation. With they the body think donation. the body is going to, and therefore, then they get you the are. Remains right. Back. right. Yeah. 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 I think we have time for one more question. Okay. Um, on, a, on a feel good note. Sure. Do you ever um, facilitate or allow donor families to meet the recipient families? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, that has to be a mutual agreement. So what normally happens is that anonymous letters will be facilitated through our aftercare group. Um, and then they could say, you know, I'd really like to meet. And if the other side agrees, they can get to that mutual decision and we can help facilitate that. Or sometimes they want to do that on their own. Uh, but yes, and that happens more with organ donors than mm. it does with tissue, okay. for sure. Um, so it is a possibility, and there are those families that really want that is to it happen. A frequent, is it something that happens fairly frequently? I mean, I know you don't track those no, statistics I don't probably. Think, I don't think it's as frequent as we would like it to be, mm -hmm. you know, or as some of the families would like it to be. Um, I think sometimes it takes a while for, you know, recipients or donor families to get to that point where they, you know, they, they think they're ready to do that. I'm sure it's really difficult for yeah. the donor family specifically. Yeah, know, absolutely. And the recipients, I think, sometimes don't really know how to thank somebody for such a, huge, a huge gift, gift yeah. you know, is to get their life back or, you know, uh, you know, in the case of tissue donation, I've known some recipients of those and they're like, what do you say? What do you say to these families? I want to write a letter, but I don't know mm -hmm. what to say. How do I thank them because I can go skiing again? Or I can play right. basketball, yeah. or I can, you know, do whatever. Mm -hmm. So um, sometimes it takes a little time, but yeah, we love it when things like that come through. <laughs> on that nice. on that upbeat note, thank okay. you so much. That was thank great you for having me, and, um, helping us sort of get the word out and communicate. All right. um, do you have a website where people can learn more about the sure. Oregon Bank or learn more about options that are available? Sure. Uh, there's www.neob.org neob.org okay yep. Yep. or you can go to if you want to uh, you know register online you can go to donatelifenewengland.org donatelifenewengland.org that's yep. legally binding it is and you can be a little more specific on there mm -hmm. as far as you know what you want to donate and oh, what you cool. don't so if you go online you can um, be a little more specific wonderful great information if our listeners have any questions about funerals or cremations in either New Hampshire and Vermont, I'm happy to answer them. Just send me an email at buddy at finef.net. That's buddy at p-h-a-n-e-u-f.net. Or call me at 603-625-5778. Thank you again for joining us on Dying to Talk.